0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. I had such a heart-opening conversation with Barbara Heller. Um, she is just amazing and is really doing her part to connect human beings with other human beings and really just tap into the collective energy of all and of the love that That comes when you literally make space to talk to people and get to know people uh, and literally go up to people um, and form connections. It's just so beautiful. Uh, Before we go into the interview, I do want to share with you that uh, we are in open enrollment for the Girl Life certification program. If you are a woman who has it on your heart, to do work that really elevates the planet and elevates you personally, spiritually, financially, I want you to check out the Girl Life Certification Program where we teach you how to run profitable girls' empowerment businesses, light up the world in your own unique way. It's um, honestly like nothing I could describe. As you know, I do this work firsthand and we have 180 facilitators who are out there in the world Uh, putting their unique fingerprint on the planet uh, in this way so by all means check us out melodypormorati.com slash certification is where you can go to learn more and to apply to become a facilitator without further ado here is my interview with the amazing Barbara Heller Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Empowering Her Podcast. I'm Melody Pormarati, And today I'm joined by an awesome guest, Barbara Heller. We actually met on Instagram, which I find to be still one of the coolest things that people can connect in this beautiful way. And I I believe like we'll talk about this more, but I believe I saw one of Barbara's videos, one of her reels on Instagram. And I was just like, this is so amazing. (laughs) She's spreading light in the world in her own unique ways. And I'm going to let you take a minute to just let us know what you'd want us to know about you before we get going.
1: Well, uh, like we've talked about before, my only agenda is to try to make the world a little brighter, a little kinder. Um, I'm an artist and educator. Um, I have been creating uh, art since I was a little kid. Uh, I started singing and doing impressions when I was two and I am an author. I wrote this book called, and then one day the world copped. It's all about the pandemic and the blessings that came from it. Um, and I painted it myself. It's 41 pages, um, because I was afraid to meet with people in person because I was so scared of germs. I've always been a germaphobe. Um, so I did the whole thing myself and now I teach people how to do that as well. I have a course on how to write stuff and put things out there. Um, and this wall behind me, if you're listening, you, you, maybe you can watch the video somewhere, but There's a bunch of uh, pictures of all the documentaries and series that I wrote that were in film festivals. Um, And so I make documentaries about substance abuse and um, trying to let go of anything that holds us back from making good choices. Um, And I have a series coming out. I also have three more books that I'm working on right now that are longer, one's a memoir. and, uh, I write music, my pianos over here. Uh, I do voiceover. I'm a Disney character. Um, I have a podcast called "See one beautiful soul, which is about the big F word called forgiveness and also freedom. Uh, and I just, I speak and I write and I act and, um, I just, I, and I educate, I, I love to work with kids and also moms, um, and, my whole premise for what I do is, you know, how can I, how can I make the world brighter? How how can we together work on being responsible for ourselves and one another? So I hope that sums me up. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, so beautiful. And like, The first thing that comes out for me is like, you are doing so many different things. And I know that I too thrive from variety. I went to a Tony Robbins conference once and he taught us like, you know, what are the motivators for people? And I learned that for me, I also very much need variety. And I think our audience is like that as well. They all wear many hats. Um, How do you manage it all? How do you know which project to give energy to and when?
1: That is such a great question. I love that question. So I I just want everyone to know that I talk about this a lot on podcasts. Somehow this always comes up. Um, My sister is actually a very, very successful entrepreneur and she has a best-selling book and like a top 10 podcast. And I adore her. We're very close. She's like my best friend. And um, I'm actually older than her, even though I'm not married yet. She has three kids, you know, like we've completely different lives. And one thing that she's always said to me is like, you have to focus on one thing. This is ridiculous. Like you could already be making this. She's very like, you know, numbers and like, look, look at the possibilities. And I'm just, I've tried so hard. I'm just not motivated by that. And I've gone to therapy. I've had business coaches and I want to, I want to be a voice for people who um, feel overwhelmed by their creativity uh, I once went to this business coach that actually my sister introduced me to, who was supposed to solve the problem. Like I, I also went to Tony Robbins. I've been to Kyle Cease, cute Blackson. Um, he was on my podcast, like uh, Brandon Bay is also on my podcast. Like I, I am I'm, I'm a thriver on, you know, self-help books. And I've met Julia Cameron. I've gone to her workshop. Like I'm obsessed with growth. Right. So I just assumed that by now I would like, just pick one thing. And I met this woman who was supposed to like, help me solve it. And she said, I can't help you. <laughs> and I said, wait, can you like, here's all the things I'm doing. Like I'm doing concerts in New York. Uh, I was just in the paper. I, I have a series coming out. I also just did a documentary and I'm writing a book and which one should I pick? And I'm also a teacher. So like, which one should I pick? And she looks at all the things and she's like an analyst, right? So she's like, "Um, yeah, I I just can't help you. And I said, why not? She said, well, I could tell you which one's going to make the most money. And I said, okay, great. What is that? Like, I'm done. I'm so sick of like having six things, you know? Also, I was doing a lot of voiceover at the time too. And she said, well, if I tell you which one will make the most money and you do that, you're going to call me in three years with a million dollars in your hand and you're going to be really angry at me. I'm like, why would I be angry? I'll have all this money, right? Like, oh. <laughs> and she said because you have to be the deciding factor. You have to be your own shark tank. You have to make that call. And right now you have like seven burners on the stove going, and I would just keep burning them until one burns out. And you know what? She's right. Like I'm still doing like six things, but little by little, I have been (laughs) taking stuff off the, you know, the oven and I want to be a voice for people who feel like they have to pay. you know, if you listen to Esther Hicks or I just started reading Amber Ray, who um, is just so wonderful. She was also my sister's podcast. And I, I like eat up my sister. It's called don't keep your day job. Um, and it's wonderful. And, you know, if you're looking for other great podcasts, podcasts, let's do besides this one and mine. So you want a beautiful <laughs> ball. Um, there's, there is so much in like, sh- there was a, a, a line in Amber's book, I think it's called, um, choose wonder over worry. And there's a, there's a line in it that says, pick the thing that you really want to do. And all those things that you kind of want to do, or that, that you, you like doing, stop picking them. And I think that is such a great way to like fix the, what do you do? Like you just said, how do you do it? It's not like I have to manage it. It literally like come, it bubbles up. Like i meditate every morning and I'll know what the next thing is because it just won't leave me alone. It's like, it's like kind of yelling at me, but yes, there are definitely times when I have to focus. Like I just got my pages back from my memoir yesterday from my editor. So I have to sit now with her on Friday, but I had a month. Right. So like I wrote the book, it was 18 chapters. I sent it to her. Um, I wrote it in like six weeks and then I had a month where I was actually biting my nails. Like, what do I do? I want to finish this. And she was like, you're going to have to just give me time. And I want an editor who's really going to take a time to, you know, she's wonderful by the way. Mm-hmm. And I got to do other things during that time, right? Like when you, when you're launching a book, you don't just write the book. You have to like have a website and you have to like kind of get the materials ready and make sure your mailing list isn't like, there's things that you do on the business side, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I, also I'm single, like I'm not married. I don't have kids yet. I would love to if you know anybody. Um, but it's not like, like I I actually have to be, I'm a very structured person. So I know that every week I want to get out between three and five Instagram reels. So I schedule them into my day. And I, I actually spend a lot of time exercising and writing and, and praying and meditating. And if you're really focused on those things and keeping your body and your mind and your heart, well, and when I mean heart, I don't just mean like not cholesterol. I mean, like sitting with your heart and putting your hand on it and saying like who am I upset with and how can I fix that whether I talk to them or not? How do I let things go? It is going to slap you in the face, like what you have to do next. So I hope that helps. But <laughs> no, I, I love it so long much.
0: you've given us so much. You've given us so much. And like there's a part of me that wants to put on my my coaching hat for a sec. You you were saying how you went to all these people to try to solve the problem. And it's like What I see is that there is no problem. There's no problem here. I mean, if anything, what I see is like a woman inspired, right? Like you are inspired to do so many different things. And those are the things that call to you. Those are the things that speak to you and inspiration um to inspire. Doesn't that mean like having spirit like breathe into you? Right. So it's like, so I feel like I'm just seeing a woman that's super inspired. And you said you're structured. So where's the problem? Like you just get to do all of these amazing things when they speak to you. And when you need to, you buckle down like what, you know, with the book and whatever it may be. So I love that. And I love how you share that tool of like meditating as well. And like letting it come through you, knowing what your next right move is, I think is, is gold. I think that's amazing. So thank you for that. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question that we ask all of our guests. And this is because we are in the business of empowering girls. This is what we do. And there is this really Uh, gut-wrenching statistic that says that a girl's self-confidence peaks at age nine, which just, just like it breaks my heart. And literally our goal, like in the girl life movement is to change those stats. But I always like to get into the heads of my guests and ask, what would you say to your nine-year-old self?
1: Oh, I love that. I have chills and I want to cry. Um, so I love teaching middle school. Middle school starts at 10 or 11, depending on what, you know, zone you're in, um, where, you know, what country, uh, I, I know that 11 is like just a little bit older, but I feel like middle school nowadays, unfortunately with what kids have access to and what they're bombarded with, um, middle school kind of starts at, you know, eight, nine, you know, especially if you're looking at, it's very interesting. It's a very timely concept and I don't want to get political, but the, like, the gay bill or the amendment about that. Um, we're talking about like third grade eight or nine years old is when people are either allowed to, or not allowed to talk about certain things. And so I just want to put that over here, but it's very beautiful that you're asking about nine. Um, when I was nine, that is when I started being very much bullied in school because I was always this. In fact, I you know, people are like, wow, you're 45 and you're not married. Like, how are you not jaded? And it's like, I have my moments. I cry a lot about, you know, not having that person in my life and, and, and wanting to have a, I have a vision board with a family on it for 20 years already. Right. Um, and I love making vision boards and yet I also have never changed that innocence. And so I would just say to her, like, I know you're the outside world is threatened and angry at you for representing innocence and love unconditional love and looking at the sun even when people might be putting their heads down um i think about that sarah barella song you say remember that life is not meant to be wasted we should always be chasing the sun Um, well, that's not bad for 9am. Well, I have shivers. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, that line was actually written by Helen Keller, which is funny because my last name is Heller. And for some reason, the only insult people could give me at nine was, Oh, you're like Helen Keller. That was literally like the thing kids started saying at fourth grade, which is so weird. I didn't even expect to talk about that today. I haven't said that in 30 years. Um, but if you think about what Helen Keller went through and how her words are resonating in that song and what, what life is really all about that, you know, and I think you and I are both Jewish. Like I, I really resonate with, with the, the concept in Judaism that no matter what is going on around us, right? Viktor Frankl, like they couldn't take away our thoughts in the concentration camps. Like, you are responsible for your well-being even when someone is god forbid trying to abuse you or or hurt you you get to know that and i think like Judaism says but for a girl it's 12 for a boy it's 13 because that's how we're wired that there's a maturity level that comes in where you become really responsible for your choices at those ages that's bar and Bat mitzvah
0: yeah
1: but at 9 you know, I would hate to think that like kids have to know that, but it is something that's naturally there. If we just tune into it, right. We, we know when something doesn't feel right for us. We know when something feels like it's taking from us and it's so simple and it's so cruel that we have to have that. And yet at the same time, it's so empowering. So yeah, I guess that's what I would say is just keep looking towards the sun And
0: so beautiful. I've never had that answer before That (laughs) is, Yeah. It's like, it's kind of saying like, you just keep being you, you just keep doing you like, even if there are naysayers and bullies and people telling you that it's not cool to be you because that's happening all the time. And meanwhile, if we really scale it back, we know that like hurt people hurt people, right? So, so many of these kids, whether there was abuse in the home or they they couldn't express themselves, like they had their own troubles that they didn't know how to process. And so this is how they did it. Um, but that is a beautiful, beautiful message for your nine-year-old self. Thank you for sharing that. And you just sang for us, which was <laughs> so beautiful, which totally gave me shivers. And um, I, I remember so so now that you're mentioning your sister, I think that's why you ended up on my for you page. I'm putting all the pieces together. So I saw what drew me to you was I saw your video. Uh, I saw many videos, you did impressions and like in the time of the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken is where I, like you popped up onto my page and you were doing things that were once again, adding light to the world, making people smile in a time where things were really, really challenging. Um, And something that I really admired, and I don't know how old this video was or any of these where you just go up to people, you literally just go up to people and start having a conversation with them, which is something doesn't always happen. And I was actually just telling my daughters about you this morning, because I was like telling them about my day. And I'm like, this is who I'm interviewing. And so I put oh, on I your don't. video. Yeah, I put <laughs> they were very excited because I put on your video of where you went up to a girl in a subway station. She was oh! She was singing and you came in and you started, you asked if you could sing with her and you guys formed this connection. Can you tell me a little bit more about that video? And I need everyone to go to your Instagram page after they (laughs) listen to this and check out that video because it's so moving. But I want to hear from you what was going through your minds when you approached her. Why, why did you approach her? All of it.
1: Okay. This is the greatest story. This is one of the best. This is such a New York moment. And you're not going to believe the ending because what's so exciting is you ha- you clearly haven't read all of the the caption which is fine you're a busy mom but this is <laughs> so exciting there's a great ending to this um i hope i'm not overextending. okay so i was actually at a jewish class i go to a lot of spiritual classes and talks and i love spiritual stuff it's it's what makes us move right inspiration like you said and so i was at a jewish singles torah class in new york city and it was like a i think a tuesday night and my friend jody who flies around the world giving these beautiful shirim these classes for, for for jewish singles um, it, it was, it was, it's amazing. She caters it with sushi whenever. And so I'm always like super dressed up, but I dress up in my way. Like I dress like Mary Poppins cause I work at schools and I travel and, and speak and sing. So for me, I was like dressed up in this funky, cool dress with pink leggings and like taffeta Love under my thing, whatever. It. And, um, I see this really handsome guy and I say, could you walk me to the subway? And I'm thinking like, he seems not that interested, but I'm interested in him. And I'm going to resonate the idea that I am awesome, which I feel that I am. And if he's interested by uh, by the end of our walk to the subway, he's gonna ask me out. Like that's fun, right. Because <laughs> why not? Like right. I can put that right. out, there, out there. Great. And, right. and if he's not interested, like my grandma says, next, right? <laughs> so Mr. Graham. So I'm walking with him into the subway and I say oh my gosh, that is the voice of an angel. And there's this kind of hairy looking, like she, she just, she was wearing all black, her head was down and she was singing the most beautiful song. And it was like, uh, I wish I could remember it now, but you'll, you'll you'll hear it on my Instagram. If you're interested. Uh, I also have the full video on YouTube, by the way. And I I say, grab my phone. Can you please videotape this? Because this is one thing that I do. I love to talk to people and I, I want, I want this one on film because I can see in her how beautiful she is. And I want her to see it. And I'm just, I'm going to take a little snapshot and I'm going to send it to her because I, that's my gift. Like I love to bring out the beauty in other people and resonate with it and show them how amazing they are and in that moment. I didn't think I didn't get the feeling that she knew how gorgeous she was because her head was down. I mean, also the song she's singing is, you know, kind of sad, and it's it's all about how we need to to raise to raise it. It sounds a little bit like "Rise Up, We'll Rise Like the Day." We'll it was like that kind of a song, um, and so she starts singing, and she she continues to sing, and I I run up to her and I go, "Can I can I stand with you?" And she goes, "Sure." And I put my arm around her. And I just start <laughs> obnoxious. When I look back, I'm like, this is so obnoxious to me. She's, what is the song? Um, we gonna, anyway, the, the words I are basically I like. I remember something about Lord. I remember, like, I remember yeah.
0: it was, it was beautiful. I don't know why I can't and remember then, And now. then you coming in and singing, like, it was
1: just beautiful. We gonna, um, yeah, sweet. I, 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 she said, she said something like, um, we're going to keep going. We're going to, are you, you going to pull it up? Oh, you know, I am. Okay. <laughs> if so we wonderful. have time for you to edit this out, I will.
0: Oh, I don't edit anything. I'm oh, okay. Fine. Out, which is totally fine. Like that's, I, I, I feel like I always like to keep it real, but I'm Yeah. Listening. so I have
1: it right here. Here it is. There's a fire burn do. Okay. So that's me. She. She says, we need a change. Only uh, there's a fire burning up. Only thing stronger than hate is love. We need a change. And I jump in front of her. And I think I'm holding my camera at this point. And I go, Yes, we do. And I had just finished making this documentary about Black people and Jewish people in New York getting along because there was a rash of hate crimes. And I was like, Not on my watch. That will not be the case. And so I went up to. 10 African-Americans on the street. And I had 10 conversations and I taped it with my little iPhone in my hand. And everyone, everyone that sees it always asks me the same thing. How many people did you talk to? And I would say 10 and they're like, but there's 10 people in the video. I'm like, yeah, what's your point? Like, I didn't get that. They couldn't believe that everyone would just talk to me. But when you, you know, Rabbi Shlomo Kralbach says, when you speak from your heart, then it enters someone else's heart. If I had an agenda, like I'm going to get you to say something, right? then they wouldn't talk to me. So I wanted her to know that I just had this beautiful conversation with 10 gorgeous souls. And now it's a documentary and I, I want her to be in the next one, or I want her to be, I want to do a song with her. I, I want to sing with, I already felt so connected to her. So, she, so I grab her and I go, yes, we do. And she sings for some amazing grace. And I go, Amazing grace. And she goes, Girl, you better sing. And we sang this song together. And the guy who had my phone at this point is like taping us, hands it to another guy and walks away. He goes, I got to go home. And I, at that moment, make the decision that is not my guy. If he couldn't see the beauty and the miracle of that moment, and who did he hand the phone to? This guy who I would see, cause I took the subway 20 times a day. Cause I'm an actor in New York city. So I knew the guy, I didn't know her, but I knew the guy. And the guy he hands the phone to is like a subway dancer. He makes money busking on the subway, just like she does. But instead of singing, he dances and I know him. Like we, we know each other, you know, so he's like, he doesn't know my name, but we know, we you know we've locked eyes. So then he starts beaming. Um, he, he has, I think he has like ADHD. He's so sweet. He's like, she sounds like you know, and he's like saying all these things and he's so sweet and he, he gets how special this moment is. And then I say to her, would you mind if I sang my song for you, would you sing it with me? And she goes, absolutely. And so I take off my big coat and I say, will you hold my phone? He says, yes. And we sing my entire song that I've just written for the documentary. And it's called You Are Gold. It actually wound up winning uh, a social justice award in California at the California Music and Film Awards um, for Black Lives Matter.
0: Amazing. And it,
1: it, I'm so proud of this. And that video, I mean, the opening of it and how all the words unfolded. And it's it's a whole story. It's like it's like I a saga.
0: This. That's amazing. And congratulations on that.
1: So hold on. The best part of this story for me is that we sing this song together. One time she comes in, she knows when to do harmony. I think I was recording it at the time. I don't think it was done. It definitely wasn't in finished recording. Cause I finished it in my closet in LA during the pandemic. So it wasn't even fully produced yet, but I had just written it. I was like, I was starting to recorded in the, in the studio with my producer, Christine was amazing, Christine Kern, and she loves it. And we're just, she's just jamming with me and it ends. And I give her a big hug and I send her the video three or four months later, maybe four months later, it's height of the pandemic. Cause that was January, 2020. So whenever American Idol started, okay. I'm in my house and I'm watching clips of American Idol. And I go, God, that girl looks just like Jess Sam. Cause her name is Jess Sam. She didn't just get on American idol. She won my American God. idol. Oh my goodness. Like three Crazy. months after that moment. And I'm like, this is insane. Wow. So I don't post it because I don't, I know a lot of famous people and I've worked a lot. I don't want to be that girl who like, look who I, so I, I don't, I go quiet on it, but now it's been two years. So recently I posted it because I wanted the world to see my little world on Instagram that you just never know who you're walking by in the subway, excuse me, in the subway. And what's so sad just to go a little further about the guy who was walking me home is that he didn't get that he was walking me home as another soul. He looked at me like, ah, here's another girl who like, likes me. He missed the chance of getting to know. And now I can't fault him. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he had an early morning the next day and he just couldn't handle this weirdo girl that picked him up at a Torah class and was singing. (laughs) But isn't it interesting how there are people, like you would be one of those people that would be like, I have an early morning now, but this is an amazing moment. I'm going to stand here because this girl that I just met, right, is singing with a stranger and look at the bond they have out of the blue. I mean, I didn't know her from Adam and you know, what was so sweet when I posted it, I, I emailed her on Instagram. She has like hundreds of thousands of followers and she, she, Put a comment, and she goes. I totally remember that moment, Barbara. Thank you so much. And I was so nervous because I didn't, I didn't want to tag her. I didn't want her to feel like I'm like trying to be that, you know?
0: Sure, sure. But I, I trying to make an opportunity out of the moment. And how beautiful that the moment was so sacred to you that you don't, you don't want to do any of that stuff. It was just it happened. It was beautiful. Yeah. And I'm so glad you shared it though because I think it's very inspiring. So many things are coming to me from the story. The first question I have is, I mean, you, you're You're seeing her, you're saying her head is down, and like you wanted her to know how beautiful she is, and so you went up to her. Like, isn't it amazing if if that played a small role in her courage and confidence Mm. to be like, Wow, I do have a gift, and this woman came in and reflected that back to me. And look, like you know who knows who knows what role you played on your journey by by doing that by stopping her and showing her her light so gorgeous and kudos to you on that and then the other thing with the guy right the guy taking the video who just didn't get it like he was not a container for that and it wasn't it wasn't his jam he couldn't see the beauty in that moment and like I think that's actually great because that like by us being who we are I always say it's such a filtration process right like so often especially when we're younger like we're putting on mask upon mask upon mask and we attract people based on the masks that we wear and how beautiful it is to take the mask off to do what you feel inspired to do in that moment and you know peace to him, wishing him well. He wasn't your people. Right. So mm-hmm. I feel like keep doing that, like keep putting yourself out there. And I know that you do, you don't need me to say it. Like <laughs> I know that you do. And that's beautiful. Cause that's always going to attract your people. And I, I think that's the greatest thing any of us can, can really do in this life um, to connect with as many humans as we can, who get us, who get us and not yeah. everything is for us. And that's okay.
1: I want to go back to the first thing that you notice and thank you for seeing that in me. And if you saw that in me, you obviously have that um, too. And I feel like we, we all really have a responsibility to bring out the beauty in each other. I mean, I go up to people and I ask them really deep questions and I, I really owe it to my mom because my mom has no filter. She, since I was a little kid, she would go up to, you know, the African-American worker in Sears, I remember we'd get our Slurpees and our, and our popcorn. That was like our little treat at the mall. And as we were walking, they used to have like a little stand in Sears and she would always talk to the guys that worked in the gardening department. And you know, they'd sell, you know, tractors and, and whatever for the lawns. And I'd be standing there for like 20 it felt like 20 minutes. It was probably like five or 10 minutes. But as a kid, you just want to go home and play with your cabbage patch kid. <laughs> and she would not stop talking about what was going on with racism in the country. Wow. But from like not not, not a political sense. Like there was never a mention of Republican or Democrat. It was like,
0: sure.
1: you know, we have a lot in common, Jewish people and African American. <laughs> I mean, back then we could African American. And I was never like I never felt that anyone was any different from me because of the color of their skin. I noticed because they look right. We look we different look different, right. at the yeah. time. This was a little bit of a segregated, you know, neighborhood. And in a sense, cause I remember there was only a, like a few minorities in my school, whether it was like an Indian family or African-American family. So I, and I felt like a minority because there were very, believe it or not, there were very few Jews here in South Florida when I was growing up, like there were 10 mm-hmm. in my whole grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt a lot of anti-Semitism even growing up. But the, the point is that she made it possible for me to go up to anybody and just start talking about real things and not feel that weird, like, who are you? Like, so she gets a lot of credit for see one beautiful, like we're all connected.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I just want to say that, In the wake of the school shootings that are happening, people keep saying to me, you know, it's this political party's fault and it's this president's fault and it's this person's fault. And I'm like, hey, it's on all of us. It's all of our fault. It's all of our responsibility to treat children so that they never ever think of harming another person and i don't care what who you voted for or what you think about guns there are lots of countries where they have guns they don't have guns harm still happens harm doesn't happen
0: yeah.
1: what what what's going on behind that and we have to start talking to each other on the street that is my that is my solution i'm just one person i don't have all the answers but my gut says get out there and make your own videos, get out there and talk to people every single day that you would never talk to. And just say, I love you. I care about you. Strangers are family. Yeah. If we start doing that, imagine what the world would look like. Like, you know, the imagine song. So So, um, I appreciate you noticing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So profound. And like, let's invite everyone who's listening today, like go, go connect with someone, go and have a real conversation with someone. Like I, I have this, thing, (laughs) like I'm an introvert in a lot of ways. And when I go to parties, sometimes it's like just too much for me because I really get stuck on, I don't like small talk, like, Hey, how are you? Like, I like to go deep and I like to go fast, you know? And so parties are not like my venue. They're not the place to do that. And of course we've got this big fat Persian Jewish family here. So like, we're always at a party. Um, (laughs) Like, What questions are we asking? So I'm always saying like, what is my conversation starter? What can I ask to... Go a little deeper, um, but what was my point in all this? Yes.
1: Oh, to go yeah, out we to were comment.
0: inviting everyone to go out there and just, and just talk to someone and have a deep conversation, have a meaningful conversation because it leaves you both, like both parties in that conversation, it elevates you in such a grand way. And the other thing I wanted to bring attention to, you beautifully said, you were like, everyone is blaming someone. It's this political party. It's that political. Like the second we have another tragedy in our country, in our world,
1: there's- People get blame. angry.
0: Yeah. And when we blame, I believe we really give that our power away. We literally give it away. And if we want to take our power back, then we need to take some element of responsibility that doesn't mean we're blaming ourselves but we are willing to be responsible as part of the solution we can step into that energy instead so I'm totally with you and like people might be like well how can you do that well you just offered a way to us you're bringing light to the world you're connecting people you're showing up for humanity and like isn't that what this life is about, right? Showing up for each other. So you're saying so many beautiful things and on that like with you bringing light into the world. I'm now going to take it to your beautiful podcast. I've listened I've been binging on your episodes. Um <laughs> one beautiful soul, can you tell us about your podcast and why you decided to use the power of forgiveness to be the theme for this beautiful. Sure,
1: great. Another amazing question. Uh, thank you. I'm so honored. I wasn't listened to a lot as a kid. So, this is, it's always fun to talk <laughs> about w- why I do things. Um, it's very rare people uh, say that. And by the way, that's a great conversation starter. Why did you make this choice? And mm-hmm. just listen to how people are just dying to open up that heart of theirs, right? Nobody so my, asks,
0: right? Nobody asks the, the big questions. So
1: Yes, the why behind it. Um, so my rabbi, David Aaron, uh, came to me after seeing my sister. He's very close to my sister. And he's like, she has such a great podcast. You should make one. And it should be about relationships. I'm like, oh, that's a great clue. Okay. And then he, I said, what should it be about? And he said, I don't know, ask God, right? So- I was singing in the shower (laughs) because everything comes from an art project for me. And I was like, see one, see one beautiful, see one beautiful soul. And I just, the song came and then I'm like, oh, that's the song for my podcast. Now, what does it mean? Right. And I came up with the rest of the song and it all came together And the reason he told me to make one is because he said, you're the only student I have for 20 something years, I've been his student. And he said, you're the only girl that when I set, when you call me and say, and say, I want you to meet this guy I'm dating. Can you, can you talk to him on FaceTime and see if, you know, maybe you approve if if it's a good idea, by the way, it's always good to have somebody you really respect kind of check out the person you're dating. And, you know, you don't only go by what they say. You have to listen to your gut, but it's always really helpful. And he's, he's that person for me that when I'm getting more serious with somebody and I'm thinking about going to fly to meet them or vice versa, I have them check in with him. And when, when we've broken up because I'm not married yet. So it's happened quite a few times. I always say to him, could you just check in on him? Make sure he's okay. Regardless of whoever did the, I'm breaking up with you part. That is beautiful, Barbara. Beautiful. Well, I, I'm so adamantly against ghosting because Mm -hmm. when you ghost somebody or you just disconnect from someone, it's kind of like, you know, sticking it to them. It's Mm -hmm. the worst thing that you could do because what happens? You are basically saying I'm rejecting you and I don't know how to deal with this or I don't like you but whatever it was they don't get the the beauty of this is why it's not going to work for me right and so they have no constructive feedback and you're giving them the power to do that to someone else because we treat others the way we want to be treated and so you're 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 making that more of a habit for people that they can do the same thing to someone else and then what happens we live in a world where it's just oh block I don't have to even talk to this person again. We have a responsibility. And look, if the person was, God forbid, abusive, or there was like something really gross that went down, there are ways to disconnect from someone. But even then, even then, get someone involved. Make sure they don't do that to someone again. Call the police, do something, but have an ending point because you are carrying that disconnection with you to the next person. And so it's just, I'm really like not, so that's one, one of the reasons. And the second reason, you know, I, uh, I grew up in a house with domestic violence um, and my parents love me more than life. And I, I know that. And so that's what's carried me through it. But there was a time where it was very challenging to talk to both of my parents um, both of my parents were suicidal at one point. And so I grew up in a place where I never felt home mm. It was very rare that I felt at home. And I had to do a lot of work on forgiving them individually as a unit. And what I have learned in my life is if I can recognize that my soul chose them and chose all the people in my life and resonated on a vibration where I brought in certain challenges because that was my curriculum as a soul. When I forgive it and let it go, I can actually get to the next level in the video game. That is my life. So everyone that I have on, I ask them two questions. What's your biggest forgiveness story and how do you live a life of more freedom? And usually we also talk about the third half, which is a failure that occurred in their life. And it's wonderful. It's the most beautiful conversation. It's very easy, but um, it's, it's profound what comes out of forgiveness. And I really believe that if people took the time to forgive more, there would be no world war. We would get to our next levels in our life. And how beautiful would that be? But all I hear a lot of From other people when I when I take the time to listen. Oh, I just stopped talking to them. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I can never forgive that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's it breaks my heart because they're literally carrying it with them everywhere they go. But when you forgive it and you just say, Oh, thank you for that lesson. And now I'm on to the next one, then (laughs) you're not carrying it. So anyway.
0: So many nuggets there. So beautiful. <laughs> this makes me think of my, my grandfather. He used to, he was one of the most inspiring men I know. Um, and oh. he used to say uh, like when I'd ask him, like, what is the great, like, cause he always wanted to teach us things. I'm like, what is the one thing you want to teach us the most? And he would say in Farsi, gozasht. And I came to learn that gozasht means forgiveness. Like, wow. like that is one of the most important things that, we can, we can do in our lives to free ourselves is to just be able to forgive. Cause you know, whatever our perception is, whether someone actually did something to hurt us, or they didn't notice that they did something to hurt us, or it was our triggers. Like we were hurt because we were sensitive about us, so whatever it is, the freedom that comes from us being able to give that forgiveness is beautiful. So I love that you have a whole podcast dedicated to this. And you guys need to go and listen to her podcast. It's amazing. So many beautiful guests and nuggets of wisdom. I love it. Love it so much. I love everything you're putting out there. Um, and I want to be super full of time because I know you have an appointment. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump into a little rapid fire situation. that's okay. um, <laughs> so fun. I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to go for it. Who is inspiring you at, now and why?
1: My dad. Mm. Um, oh, I'm gonna cry. Uh, so my dad has early onset AML leukemia, and he also has Parkinson's. And he just went into forced retirement, and his job was his whole life, uh, really, for a really long time. And I have the privilege and the honor of taking care of him one day a week. Now uh, we learned Torah together. Uh, if you're ever having difficulties with somebody, or you had in the past, and you want to clean it up, just sit down with a spiritual text with them 10 minutes a week at the same fixed time, your whole life will change. Um, and, uh, we have a beautiful relationship now. It does get better. You wouldn't believe that there are some times where you can really go back in time and fix things and heal. And what inspires me the most about him is that he is a completely new person and, at 76 years old, he's, he's showing me and the whole world that you could be so one way for so long. And then an old dog, you can teach them new tricks. And, uh, and so much of that is love, you know, he's he's married to a wonderful woman, my stepmother, and she give they have such a love affair and he's really opened up to the idea that his kids really love him and his grandchildren. And he's a totally different person. So, I think he's actually inspiring me a lot. And of course, my sister, I mean, she just she's on fire and she inspires me every day and um yeah. <laughs> I
0: guess that family bond, right? Like the two people you choose are are your dad and your sister and and I'm inspired by your dad with what you just shared mm-hmm. and how how like i love that you give that hope to people like we can all change we can all change if we, we want really to can. he yeah. obviously wanted to he yeah. was ready to change and the love that you guys provided for him was something that that helped him to do that so thank you for sharing that and i wish him like you know to feel to feel better and to feel good and how nice that you get to spend a day a week with him that's beautiful yes okay what is your favorite song
1: oh my oh What's my
0: favorite song right now
1: <laughs> well, it's always been the same. Uh my absolute favorite song is The Glory of Love by Peter Satara, Karate kid I love that
0: two. song. I know. Every
1: time it comes on, I'm like, ah! um, but I also,
0: oh, that's the one. I, uh, am I singing it right. I, I am a man, a man who will man. fight for your honor. Exactly. Beautiful. Be
1: Such <laughs> <that's laughs> a and I heard him sing it live and it was just like, oh, ah, I oh. died. I, was, I went to heaven and came right back. Um <laughs> so him the and then also level 42 um these changing years to our confusion oh that's such a good song something about you that song it, every time it comes on the radio I am just you're
0: right it. is that like the 80s you and I are the exact same age no like,
1: way like, you're yeah So gorgeous
0: oh so were you oh thank you <laughs> So like we had the same childhood songs. I I was in love with Peter Cetera. Loved. And that song, I'm going to go listen to. There is something about you, right? Baby so uh,
1: yeah I, I could talk
0: to you for hours I really could Same. um I also you're officially like music, friends which is why I have these questions and my daughters are in a band I like I like shamelessly share that with everybody oh I know my God, yeah amazing. yeah so like music is a big part of our lives who is your favorite band
1: Ooh, my favorite band I love singer-songwriters so like on, lo- we'll take
0: that. Yeah. I'm obsessed
1: yeah. with Ben Rector obsessed mm-hmm. with him um I, I yeah I love everything he writes absolutely everything um I love James Taylor uh, I love Justin Timberlake I okay. yeah I mean the list goes on it's all singer my whole like cd collection that I still have it's all singer songwriters and soundtracks I'm obsessed with sa- remember soundtracks like of movies from course. the 90s and the 2000s I had like almost every great you know romantic drama or rom-com dirty I dancing?
0: Did. were you into dirty dance like i i know that oh, whole soundtrack i had
1: both They were <laughs> amazing uh, moonstruck has an amazing yeah, soundtrack amazing. i'm so dating ourselves but yes but it's okay when Harry we're so lucky down. to be here right we're so lucky <laughs> we're so lucky so to be lucky. here
0: um and with with that our final question i love this question if you could take a billboard out on the uh, like for the whole world to see what would your billboard say
1: so funny, you should say that if you go to my Facebook page, my personal one, I have a, an actor page as well. Um, and I have a ceiling, beautiful soul page, but my, my actual, like, you know, cause this is where we unfortunately define ourselves today, like on social media. It's so sad. Um, I made this little, like in Canva, like the first thing I ever made, it says strangers are family too. Mm. And we have to treat them that way, right? And so, and then it says dash mindful Jewess because at one point I was like, "That'll be my name. It'll so catch on." Not because I teach <laughs> mindfulness. Like, I mean, I have like two hundred followers on Instagram. It's fine, but I, I, you know, I, I, I coined that the mindful Jewess. Oh, um, try to be mindful. <laughs> um, but I really do believe that, like. We have to be kind to everyone that we see, regardless of how they come to us. I think of Esther Hicks a lot. I like think to myself, like I don't idol worship her. I believe in God. Just making that very clear. But I, and for a long time, I resisted listening to her because she had the audacity to say that she was Abraham Avinu. Like, right. I don't believe that she. I think we all are elements of that, right? And she believes that too. Definitely. But it took me a while, and now I'm like obsessed with listening to her because. Everything she says, she's just like such a channel. It's like listening to Marianne Williamson or Tony Robbins or Deepak Chopra, like every or Oprah, like everyone is bringing in their beauty, their beauty. Right. And you know, when it resonates and something, sometimes she says things I don't agree with, but I, I often will think if I was, God forbid in a, in a, like, we're all thinking about this now, right. Because of what happened, or at least I am like, if I was in a shooter situation, what would I do? It's like, it's on my mind a lot because it's so fresh. God forbid we should ever be in that situation and make it all stop. Please God, I don't want this challenge anymore. I think we've graduated from it. It would be great if there was never, ever another terrorist attack or shooter situation. And sometimes I go there to that place because I am frightened. And I put my hand on my heart and my belly and I take a deep breath and I say, what would Esther Hicks do in that situation? And I honestly (laughs) think that she would look at the shooter and say, I'm so grateful to be here. Isn't it a beautiful day? I like doing her voice. Isn't it wonderful? that you can choose what thoughts you have and what thoughts you don't want. Isn't it wonderful to just be in this resonance of this wonderful, beautiful, magical, deliciousness of life? And I honestly think if she was standing there looking at the shooter and not giving into his vibration, but being in her vibration, Mm. I know I sound nuts, but I really feel well, like yeah, the- you have
0: to listen to Esther Hicks to know what Barbara's talking about, like, <laughs> and, it's, and you got to go listen to her because. <laughs> Thank like, you I'm, for appreciating the impression. Isn't it good? It's because good, I'm right? laughing over here because I, it also <laughs> took me like a while to be able to tune into what she was putting out there. Oh yeah. I also decided I was like. I don't know what she's channeling, but whatever (laughs) she's channeling, she has some really good points. And so I also needed to make that, you know, I needed to figure that out for myself. And I listened to her podcast, It's like little tidbits of talks she's done. Do you watch, I think it's Infinite Intelligence is her podcast.
1: I listen to all of the YouTube every morning. It's just vitamins, but you know, the real work comes from when we can do it ourselves and we can sit listening to the refrigerator, like she says, and just, be, be that in that vibration. And I, I think it is troubling it. There are times when she says things that trigger me. Like I heard her this, this morning say, um, we, uh, isn't it wonderful that I get to attract what, whatever vibration I'm putting out there. And I think of like a third grade kid, God forbid, like, you know, in, in the shootings and like, how did they attract that? God forbid that they attracted it. And, and I'm going to go on a limb here. And this is a really high level concept. That's very painful. And also I think the only thing that gets me to bed at night, it's all divine. Like if whatever happens to us as a world, it's, it has to be for us. It has to be, we have to start looking at it that way, because when we go, like you said before, into the anger of it's your fault and it's the NRA and it's, whatever that is, that, that anger that we all feel, because it's, it's like, we're trying to say in a way that we don't want to be sad. Mm -hmm. We don't want to feel things. We Mm -hmm. don't want to move with it. We, we just want to say this can't happen. And you're right. You should get upset. Absolutely. But the anger and not just feeling into it and, and allowing it to, to kind of do its job and hurt. So we can say, what is God trying to teach us? How many parents are spending time with their kids? Like I could go on and on, but so that, that was hard for me. And it it was hard for me this morning. Like as much as I love what she's saying a lot of the time, that's a really hard concept. And I still struggle with that, but you're right. I could see why it took me a while to listen to her too.
0: And isn't that the point of it all though? Like, it's good that it activates us. It's good that it challenges us because then we have to ask the questions and we need to reflect on the material for ourselves. Like it shows that you're really listening. You're really listening.
1: So, yeah, it's a very hard thing to grasp that we are responsible for our choices and we're also responsible for each other. Totally. Totally. We have, I could talk to you for hours. Literally. Same. I
0: have um, <laughs> We have a workshop in our curriculum uh, and it's called, I am responsible for the world. I see literally like we teach kids that, wow. um, you know, to, to not have that blame mentality and to take responsibility for their lives so that they can yeah. be active creators in their lives. And I feel like that's what we need to do, right? We need to scale these lessons that we learn back for the kids And if we can give every young child access to these tools, then like, we're, you know, we're, we're changing the stats and we're creating a world, hopefully a more peaceful world for all of us to live harmoniously in. So,
1: amen. I would love to speak at that whenever you have a retreat, let me know. Oh my God. Thank you.
0: Thank you. We don't do retreats. We like oh. have curriculum that's, but, but I would love to have you on anything.
1: I, All right. I'd we'll like figure it out. With, We're like, going to be speaking together at some point. We, I just
0: feel it. most definitely are. And I'm so, so grateful that you took the time to be with us. I think you left our audience with so much to think about. Um, I want them to be able to find you wherever you live on social because that's how we connect these days and it's okay, right? Um, So please let them know, let us know how we can find you.
1: Okay, so I have this book called And then One Day the World Copped. You can buy it on Amazon if you want. It's also on Audible and there's even a video of me on YouTube reading it right here in my home studio um, to kids, to the camera. And it's really for families to sit on the couch with it's for an adult and a child to read together because um, there's some really heavy concepts in it. And it's to kind of get through the PTSD of, of the pandemic and what we all went through. And I think it's important to go back and kind of talk about what was that and how did that affect us? So that's one. Um, I have a course called Speak My Magic um, and I do it one-on-one. And then sometimes I'll do it when, it when it's available, I'll do it for a group setting. I also do retreats for that. Um, and I also teach mindfulness and I have free, uh, on YouTube, you can get my free meditations. It's all on my website, barbheller.com. Um, and I also have a book coming out soon. So you can look out for another book. So you can look out for that. God willing, it will also be a series. Um, I have a documentary coming out, um, that it's a docu-series where I go to New York, LA, uh, South Florida, Chicago. And God willing this summer, I'm I'm just applied for a grant to go across the country and just ask people how we can save the world. It's pretty simple thing, but it's incredible. The answers I get, they're way more inspiring than me, just little me. Um, And uh, what else? Uh, I teach voiceover sometimes Um, people come to me and say, how do I make a demo? That's another thing that I do. And on Wednesdays, you can find me live with a, a panel of uh, mental wellness experts on clubhouse on the clubhouse app. It's a four hour uh, program and I come in and out of it. um, And it's an incredible, incredible space. If you know anyone who's, who's suffering from any mental unwellness and isn't that all of us sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we get all kinds of people coming on and supporting one another And it was started by my friend Mark Hayford and we're actually God willing going to have a show on YouTube. We've already filmed 12 episodes uh, and it's five of us from that group. And it's, it's incredible. Like what we, the questions we get and, and how we all solve it from totally different aspects and level. We've neuroscientists on there and psychiatrists and psychologists and coaches. And we all come in with like different how do you help the person? So yeah, uh, I hope that helps. You can find me on Instagram at Barbie Heller. That's B-A-R-B-I-E-H-E-L-L-E-R, but everything's available, uh, including my podcast through my website, barbheller.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me. I I love answering questions. So I hope that helps.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. So much. Like every, every time we speak, you share, like I, I'm amazed at how much you're doing. You're lighting up the world in your own unique way, which I think is the greatest gift that any of us have to give. So thank you for being here. What a joy this conversation was. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Um, and I'm going to have you back on soon. Thank Please. you. Please,
1: I um, am so happy. We're friends and I'm so grateful for Instagram that we met,
0: right? I'm so grateful too. Thank you so much for being here. If you love what you are hearing, please go ahead and leave us a review so that we can keep the empowerment flowing. Also, be sure to follow along on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment, and I would love for you to check out my newly released book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, across all Amazon platforms. I'm so grateful for you, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.